Thanks for joining us for today's message. We are always so encouraged to hear how God is working through this ministry to change lives. If you have a story to share about how God has worked in your life, then let us know by sending us an email to mystory@timberlakechurch.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by giving online at timberlakechurch.com give. Enjoy the message. Oh, well, I want to welcome you again. I want to welcome those joining us in our other campuses as well. As uh, we really are celebrating Mother's Day weekend, also uh, finishing out our series, uh, Life Verse. And so uh, I hope you enjoy what we have uh, planned around the weekend. I, I want to acknowledge, though, I know that this can be uh, a great weekend, a celebration, a difficult weekend for some uh, people. Maybe uh, if you've lost your mom or maybe this whole having kids you chose not to or you haven't been able to. And, and so what we want to do is not just the moms. Uh, we want to honor uh, all the women here at Timberlake Church. Can we do that? Well, uh, Mother's Day, I got to tell you, it's a great day for mom, uh, but for men, it can often be stressful. Uh, because we don't know what to uh, get for uh, Mother's Day. In fact, you know, my wife and I have had this conversation. Hey, you know, really, should I get you something for Mother's Day? Uh, You're not my mom. And she said, I'm the mother of your children. And she said it in a threatening way. And so, uh, I trust me, I uh, got her a good gift uh, this year. So, I haven't given it to her. So, I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. Well, we all can uh, feel like we, we fail uh, when it comes to Mother's Day. And I want to show you some of my favorite uh, Mother's Day fails uh, that are there. Uh, this first one is, thank you, Mom, for making me food so I don't die. Uh, Yeah, the mom is uh, probably not feeling good about how she's done. Now, this one, uh, you may not be able to read. It's a little hard. Uh, You're the best parent ever besides dad. (laughs) I love you. Uh, And, uh, you know, I get that one. (laughs) And this one is a supermarket. I kid you not. This was their Mother's Day. uh, Mother's Day meet and greet. Two Little Pigs. Uh, I don't know if that one uh, worked over very well. And this one uh, I I thought was clever. Uh, Treat mom to a margarita this Mother's Day. Remember, you're the reason she drinks. So uh, (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that, but uh, it was pretty interesting there. Well, um, you know, I didn't know exactly what to do. I was working up to Mother's Day a bit. And so I thought, hey, you know, I'm not going to wait till day of. And so I sent uh, my wife a, uh, a text, and I said, just to let you know, I love you. And I even used an emoticon. It was pretty, and I'm like, okay, this is great. And so I'm just checking the cell spelling. I want to make sure I didn't mess up. About ready to press send, and then I realize it's to Pastor Shane. I thought, this will not go well. (laughs) So, Yeah, we all have times where we feel like we fail. And so what what I want to do is I want to really give you some encouragement today to any of you who uh, are really parents of any kind or influence in someone else's uh, life. 
Uh, I've been married now for over 24 years. Uh, I have uh, two lovely daughters, and uh, there they are right there. And my, this weekend, my youngest daughter is going to uh, her senior prom, and so uh, that's great. Doesn't she look awesome there? And uh, so I want you to pray for me. And uh, pray for him if he does anything wrong, too. So <laughs> may God have mercy on his soul, because I won't. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> no, he's, he's a great kid. He's a, uh, he's a great kid. We'll see if he survives the weekend. So the, uh, <laughs> uh, well, what is our posture towards God as we really approach life? This is, uh, we're going to, you know, we're going to celebrate moms this weekend. This is the weekend. But I want to look at something that's going to transcend that. And uh, transcend, how do we approach life? How do we approach God? How do we uh, approach the mission that God has us on? Uh, whether that's a mission of, of parenthood or not. And, and I think for a, a life verse, I had one last week, but it's Mother's Day. I'm going to sneak in uh, one that as my wife and I were talking about this. Uh, we were talking about, you know, a great one as you approach parenting is one from uh, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verse 38. If you haven't yet taken your outlines out of your program, encourage you to do so. And this is where Mary, the mother of Jesus, uh, she finds out she's going to have a kid. And uh, that's scary no matter what, especially scary when you're a teenager, especially scary when you're not married. And God says, no, this is part of my plan, and I'm not going to get into all the, the theology and the miracle of the virgin birth. Uh, but I really want to just look at her response. And she says, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. And she approaches God with an openness of heart. And I think especially as we look at uh, Mother's Day weekend, as we look at parenting, as we look at uh, just approaching our life, our work, our ministry, it's so important to understand the posture God wants us to have. And the key idea behind all this is that God's job is perfect. Our job is available. Oftentimes, especially as parents, uh, we think uh, we need to be perfect in some way. And in fact, uh, there's a lot of controversy around uh, Mary. There's uh, what different uh, religious groups, even different Christian groups believe. There's fiction novels that some people actually believe is fact, which is sort of weird. Uh, but uh, I think a lot of what happens around Mary is there's this sense where she's put on such a pedestal and seems her life and how she dealt with life, and especially as she was the mother of the Messiah, it seems inaccessible. And so I think people want to do that because it's like, how would someone handle life if they were going to encounter what she encountered? And she was really, in, in most ways, just a very normal person. In fact, what I want to do is uh, I want us to consider from the Scripture, we're going to look primarily in the Gospel of Luke, three ways that Mary was really like any mom. And I think this will be encouraging to the moms out there. Uh, one, she had bad days. Uh, you know, there's some thought that, well, Mary was sinless and all of that. That's really a late doctrine from the 1850s and not really universally agreed on in Christianity. Mary had bad days. Mary 
had problems. I mean, look at this one. This is one of my favorite ones because it helps me to not feel bad about my own parenting. And for moms, look at this one, and you will feel better as a mom. Luke uh, 2.42, it says this. Let's put it up on the screen. When uh, he was 12 years old, Jesus, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But they were, now get this, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Okay, we, this is, okay, does this give you a picture? This is in the Bible. I lost my kid for five minutes at Chuck E. Cheese, and I thought that was horrible. But literally, Mary, she's like, you know, I haven't seen Jesus. It's been an, it's been a day. And then she finally starts looking. So Mary, she had bad days. If, if, I would ask you uh, if any of you have lost your kid for more than a day, but then would have to call Child Protective Services if you raise your hand, you know. Uh, the reality is we all have bad days. Romans 3.20 say, says, For we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Remember, God's job is perfection, and our job is availability. Here's the other thing about Mary, and this is great as, a, as really a, a parent, anyone who would have influence. She didn't always hear clearly from God. She didn't always understand uh, what God uh, was doing. I mean, how many of you have been there? How many of you remember the person that you were dating maybe when you were 15 or 16 years old, and you thought they were the one that God had brought them into your life, and when it ended, you're like, God, what have you done? And now years later, you go on Facebook and you say, God, you are so good. (laughs) And, you know, because our ways and God's ways, they can be a little different. Now, now, check this out. Now, I'm going to go to two, two accounts. There's four accounts of Jesus' life in the Bible. Uh, all of them, they say the same thing, but they contain different information. Uh, some carry, carry a few nuances. For example, we read in Luke 8, 19 through 20, it says, Now Jesus' mothers and brothers came to see him, but they were not able to get near him because of the crowd. Someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to see you. And so you see that, and then it goes on to say, he says, you know, who are my mothers and brothers? Those who follow the will of God. And this is sort of the sanitized version. And then we find in Gospel of Mark, he includes another detail. When his family heard about this, this is the same account, they went to take charge of him, for they said, he is out of his mind. Now think about that. Now I just want to do a little... uh, confession here. How many of you have ever thought uh, maybe your child was out of their mind a little bit? And now let's be fair. How many of you have thought your parents were out of their mind and still are? Okay. (laughs) Uh, Mary was a normal mom with an extraordinary child, and she did her best, but Mary was not God. She was not uh, a co-redeemer. She she did her best. In fact, in 1 Timothy 2.5, it says, there's one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Jesus Christ. In fact, uh, I uh, remember my wife telling me when she was uh, a child, uh, her, her mom had you know, come from, a, they were a Catholic background, but for some reason had stopped 
going to the Catholic Church, but she'd gotten her uh, a missal, and uh, she taught her to pray the Lord's Prayer. And she remembered thinking that was so cool. And in, in her tradition, she said, you know, you can, hey, you know, Mary or the saints could pray for you. And she thought, well, that is pretty awesome. And then she, she said she remembered, even at that point, but what if, what if one day I could just talk to God? And do you know that you, you have access to God? See, the reality is that she needed a Savior. Like all of us, uh, Mary knew she wasn't perfect. She needed a Savior. And God had allowed to be her, be the mother of the one who would give salvation. God knows this about you. So maybe, especially I would say this for moms, you could get off of the uh, perfection, comparison, graceless treadmill and stop comparing yourself to everyone else. By the way, critics, you know, it doesn't take much to be a critic and some of you are listening to too many critics in your life. Some of you maybe uh, you need to just take a break from Facebook or Instagram. Maybe delete your account. People will believe you're a terrorist. That's okay. But maybe you need to just listen to God in this season. Because the same is true for all of us. It says, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. See, we all need a Savior. See, there, Mary, in many ways, was just like an ordinary mom who had, but she had an extraordinary child. And as we look at her life, there's so many lessons, and uh, I'm going to get into that. But my wife and I uh, were, were talking, and we were just thinking, what are some of the lessons? And I just have these. These are like sort of, these definitely grounded in truth and God's Word, but we're just thinking, what are, what are the lessons that God is teaching us? And then we're going to look at some of the lessons that God has taught Mary as well. Uh, my wife was listening to a, a radio show, and she said uh, she heard someone say, it was actually a secular show, but it's so true when you think about it from a biblical perspective, is to prepare kids for the path, don't prepare the path. Isn't that great? How many of you uh, have thought that is, you know, I want this for my child, I want that for my child, and moms and dads, I know we all have our own uh, ideas. And my, my oldest is in uh, college, and, and she was starting out, and, you know, okay, this is what we're going to do. She's going to be a finance major. And I'm like, yes, my retirement plan. <laughs> and then she said, no, Dad, now I'm going to be a design major. And I'm like, no, don't. No. <laughs> and it's so funny. She's coming to the end of her college, uh, and little dad brags she has uh, a phenomenal, almost perfect GPA. Uh, she's doing so well with her websites and all of that. And just thinking about that, how sometimes we can force what we want for them instead of preparing them to, to be independent people of us, but dependent upon God. Uh, my wife and I were talking about that. We also learned how it's important to, lessons along the way we learned is to be healthy on our own. When we're unhealthy as parents, we're not really good parents. 
and to find a, a community to support. Uh, parenting, when you come to a crisis, it's not, it's not the time to find community. So I encourage you, as you, if you're around Timberlake and you'll, you'll see the different seasons and there'll be Love and Logic parenting classes and growth groups and, and learn from one another. What we see so much in the life of Mary as well in uh, traits of, of moms who have extraordinary impact. Uh, one is that they're experts on their children. Uh, you see this, look at Mary said, uh, uh, Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. It says this, when, uh, when they had heavenly visitors, when the, when the Magi came, we see this, and it says it a couple times in the Bible, that she became an expert on her child. And I think good parents are like that as well. And I, I think that's uh, so important because uh, kids can take things differently. I know uh, with our kids, there's one of our kids, if uh, they, you know, get a good GPA, they get, you know, a, a 3.8 or a 3.7 or something like that. Uh, and it's like, amazing, I'm so proud of you, you almost got a perfect GPA. And I know one of my children would hear that and say, that's awesome. I'm working way too hard. <laughs> I'm going to take a break. And dad is more than proud. And my other child would probably hear it and hear, uh, no matter what I do, is not good enough. Uh, I, I hear this from parents all the time. Is, hey, and I've said this too. I've said this probably more than you have. Hey, we parented the same. How come they're so different? You ever say that? Because I don't think we were ever meant to parent them exactly the same. We're to be experts in our kids, and, and a good mom, a good dad is that. And then Acts Church, where you felt guilty all the time. The message was, you're bad, God's good, try harder. And that's not a very encouraging message. The power of the gospel is that God can do things in me that I can't do in myself. And Mary, she approached God in a spirit of worship. It says, Luke 1, 46 through 47, and Mary said, my soul magnifies or glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. And she came to God, and she drew strength in worship. And I know on Mother's Day weekend, uh, you're here in church, so you're, you're, you're doing that. You're saying, okay, God, I'm worshiping you. But there's something that happens is when you truly, on a regular basis, open yourself up to God and say, God, I'm just going to be available to hear from you. Uh, you know, during the, the music portion of church, some of you are like, hey, that's just a prelude before we get to the real stuff. And it really isn't. That's a time of preparation uh, for our hearts where we come before God and we say, God, uh, I'm, I'm available uh, in fact, that's why it even talks about posture and worship. Uh, you know, I, I know some of you are like, hey, I'm not even used to church, and, and, you know, I see people, and there's people raising their hands, and I wish someone would answer their questions so we could move on. Uh, no, it, it's, it, it's a posture of openness and surrender. And, uh, you know, and some of that is just, I'm, I'm not, you know, that's about as weird as it gets around here. And, you know, just, just open it up. Maybe your foot will start tapping. You know, just that, and maybe, you know, uh, that, and then carry the baby, touchdown, you know, the whole thing. So you, you, just, you just have that posture of, God, I'm open to you. 
Uh, my wife uh, says that's why she always sits in the front row so she's not distracted. And by the way, there's plenty of room up there. And it's just a time to focus on God, and we draw strength from that. It says, he has performed mighty deeds. He's the God who gives strength. They also embrace their current reality. And for parents, I, parents of young kids, how, how many of you have parents, how many of you are parents of kids 10 and under? Go ahead and raise your hand. Okay, a lot of you. A lot of you. Someone sent me this uh, a while back, and this will help you embrace your current reality. It says, first baby, the first time you leave uh, with a sitter, you call five times. Second baby, just before you walk out the door, you remember to leave a number where you can be reached. Third baby, you leave instructions only to call if there's spilt blood. First baby, you spend a good bit every day just gazing into their eyes. Second baby, you spend a good bit each day trying to make sure the older child is not pushing, poking, or hitting the younger child. Third baby, you spend a lot of your day hiding from your children. <laughs> you know, the, the reality is there's different stages of life. And uh, it, to embrace that stage and that it's just a season, it's just a season. And especially when kids are little and they take up so much of your time. And I, moms, uh, who whether you're staying home most of the time or you're working, uh, it, I know it's incredibly, incredibly tough. Uh, but you embrace your current reality. I think one of the things you can do is learn a lesson from your children. What, what are some of the first words that kids say? What's when the first one? Go ahead. Mama, and then they learn, a, uh, the next two words are, well, mama, data, and then no, and then what's the other one? Mine, right? Some of you have perfected that today. Some of you uh, moms uh, need to get better at that. You need to say no. In fact, there's a, a, a friend of ours, I'll use the different names because I don't want to uh, call her out. I'll call her Sally. Uh, she has a bunch of kids uh, uh, some with some special needs. And so how she, she manages this incredible household. And she just says, hey, I'm mom till I get up till 8.30. And then I become friend. And literally, she just, she just you know, trains her own kids. They'll say, mom, I need you. She'll go, oh, no, mom's not here. She'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> and literally, this is how, how she manages this household with a, a lot. And she just, has, she loves her kids. But she said, I'm your friend after 8.30 at night. And, and some, you know, I know in community, you got to be part of this cause or that cause. And there's so many great things in our community. And I think we shouldn't be involved in, in one or two. But uh, don't let someone guilt you. It'll be okay if there's one, you know, less bake sale with a PTA. I know I've just offended all the PTA presidents uh, that go to our church. It's good to be involved, but it's okay to say no. Because your primary assignment is, one, your relationship with God. Uh, if you're married, it would be with your spouse. Because there's no healthy families without a healthy marriage relationship. And, I, and I, know, I know there's some moms who are here today, and, and you're run ragged 
and you're saying, how can I have time for them and for him? You know, you feel like you got a, another child. And uh, I, I think the only women who feel that way are all of them. <laughs> and, uh, but if that relationship isn't right, then the safety, the security, the emotional health, no matter how good you do there, it's not going to exist. And, hey, I know uh, marriages are tough. My wife tells me that all the time. <laughs> but uh, the, the truth is, take some time. Understand your current reality and that there are things that are just simply not going to get done in your life. Mary says this, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. She understood that she needed a Savior, that she, she needed God. Humility opens the door for God's favor in your life. When we're humble, we can sometimes take a knee and say, God, I need your help. God, I've made a mess of things I can't fix on my own. God, my marriage is in a million broken pieces, and unless you show up, there's no way it's going to be put back together again. God, I've blown it with my kids, and I don't know if there's any hope. I just want to say this, too, for those of you who have adult kids. Both Terry and myself, Terry is my wife, just in case you're wondering, uh, our parents, uh, three of the four, one didn't become a Christian, but they all made professions of faith in Jesus Christ after we were way out of the house. And they came back, and even with some bad decisions, restored a relationship when they said, God, I'm going to put you first. So if you don't, it can happen. You don't need to live with regret. Number four, they understand their assignment. You know, it's like the key for doing well in school is to understand what assignment you've been given. And Mary understood that her assignment was to be the mother of Jesus, that, that she was not sinless, that she would just simply care for this child who would be the Savior of the world. And she says, from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. She knew what the purpose that God had in mind for her. And she gave the rest of her life. In fact, it's interesting, if you look at all the mistakes we sort of looked along the way and some of the times where she didn't recognize what Jesus was up to. But in the end, she really did. And I just want to say this to really every mom, every parent, and say, your devotion does not go unnoticed. And you think about it as Jesus was on the cross, as he was giving his life one of the most horrible things for a mother to see. It says, near the cross of Jesus stood his mother. That she, she was there for him when everyone else had walked away. And it was noticed. And I know that for, especially for the moms on Mother's Day, there are a, a lot of you who you, you think, hey, everything I'm doing 
I hope it matters, but I'm not sure if it's always noticed. Know that God notices. And God will provide for you. As you say, I'm the Lord's servant. Now, I cannot promise you that your kids will be the sinless Savior of the world. Uh, I know some of you think your kids are sinless. Talk to your friends after the service. <laughs> but God will honor your efforts. And moms in particular, I want you to hear that really from the Lord this weekend. Will you pray with me? Thank you for listening to the Timberlake Church Podcast. Stay connected with us by visiting TimberlakeChurch.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook.